How's everyone doing all right on this, uh, uh, this morning? Are you ready for the word? Thank you for the two of you who, who said amen. You know, in the last, the, the last um, service, I've got to be honest, I was, a, I was a wreck. I was a mess. Um, just, just, I don't know why, but God did something in, in, in my heart. And so I didn't really get to the message, and who knows whether I'll get to it um, uh, today. But uh, uh, just so many things going on in my heart and, and, and life, and, and maybe it's because I'm missing my, my, my dear sweetheart. She's coming back from India on, uh, when is it, Wednesday, four, uh, uh, four o'clock or something. She flies into uh, um, uh, Wellington, and we can be reunited again if you're watching, darling, just waiting for you to come uh, uh, home. And so um, yeah, she's up in the middle of the night probably probably watching, and so uh, uh, again, I, I, I just, there's just so much going on in uh, uh, my heart, but just, just I, I'm, I'm going to share, because I better say something this morning, right, I mean, you've got, uh, you're here today, and where, where's Stuart, there he is, happy birthday, now how, how old have you turned? No, that's a lot, lying is not good, Stuart. what is it, come on, come on, uh, so that's 60, 60, 60, so Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Stuart, happy birthday to you. Give him a big clap, come on. <laughs> he wasn't expecting that, this, uh, so apparently they had a big medieval party, uh, party last night. You know, it's 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58. It says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You know, have you ever lost your bearings? Like in New Zealand... It's, 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 it's not so hard to uh, uh, lose, your, lose your way. I mean, our roads are pretty well signposted. It's, it's pretty easy to find uh, where you need to uh, uh, get to. Uh, most of the signs are in English. But when I lived in India, not so much. Not so much. It, was, it, it can be quite, quite difficult to get your or find your way around. I, I remember one time when I was going to take a motorcycle trip on my 125cc uh, Suzuki motorcycle, and I was going to travel from Goa uh, to a city called Pune, which was a 12-hour motorcycle uh, ride. And so it was a big ride. We'd only recently moved to uh, the city of Pune, and, and so I, I said to Anita, rather than freight the motorbike, let me ride it. I mean, how hard can it be, right? I mean, it's just like, uh, it, it, surely it can't be... Uh, that difficult, and so I, I, I uh, took the train down to Goa, got on the motorcycle, and began the 12-hour journey uh, to uh, back to the city of uh, Pune. And uh, anyway, uh, tra- traveling long day, it, the sun was setting by the time I reached the city, and as I rode into the city, the signs were not clear, and uh, again, a lot of the signs are not in English, and I, I found myself. 
uh, as the sun was setting, riding deep into the heart of Pune City and suddenly going, I have no idea where I am. I am completely uh, lost. And I was found myself in these alleyways at what I now know is called the old city. It's called the old uh, city of Pune. So these are alleyways packed with, with rickshaws and noise and honking horns and just tons and tons of people. And, and it was just like, I, I, I am lost. And there was no point in asking uh, uh, for directions. In that part of the city, people don't speak English. It's a very old part uh, of the city. And it's a big city. It's a nine million people. I think it's the ninth uh, largest city uh, in India. And it was just like, man, I just don't know where where I am. And I, I, I don't ask directions because in India, when you've lived there for a while, you know directions are not always accurate. And so you can ask someone, you know, is this the place I need to be going. And if I'm going this way, often people will say, yes, that's, that's the way you go. You go that, uh, that, that way. In fact, on that same trip, I remember stopping and asking a, a villager on the way there and going, is this the way I should go? And they're like, yes, yes, that's the way you should go. And then I, I felt this, as I rode off, I felt like, no, this doesn't feel right. So I stopped and asked another villager. He's like, no, you go the other way. You go the uh, complete opposite. So it's not always the easiest thing to do to ask directions. So what I, what I did do is because I had some familiarity with the, uh, with the city, is I, I, I knew that there was a main road, a main road called Lakshmi Road that was running right through the city. And I knew if I kept winding my way through the alleyways, through all the crowds, through all the noise, through all the uh, bustling uh, uh, city life, eventually, hopefully, I would hit Lakshmi Road. And from there, and some of you have been with us to India, you know where that road is, and, and, and you know how busy uh, that place is. But I knew if we find it, I will then be able to get my bearings and find my way home, which is what I actually, I actually did. I, I was able to find my way uh, uh, home. In fact, that's what bearings do. Bearings allow you to find your way home. That's what bearings do. I, uh, 14 years later, I was with Paul Fleming, who was he's on the sound today, and I was with, with him in India, and it was Google Maps and all that had just come out, and he was like, let's just use Google Maps. We're doing the exact same uh, journey. And he's like, let's use Google. And I'm like, Paul, are you sure Google Maps will work? I mean, I know they've mapped out America, but India's a whole different, uh, different place. He's like, no, no, it'll, it, it'll work. And five hours into the journey, we found ourselves on a dirt road in a village somewhere in the middle of uh, uh, nowhere. I, I'm, I'm no longer talking to Paul. No, we're, we're still friends and, and stuff, but we managed to get some villagers to, to, to help us. And um, uh, we found our way back to National Highway uh, number four. And I guess the point of that story is you can't trust Google for directions. Friend, if you're needing bearings in life, what are we to trust? As believers, as followers of Christ, what should we trust? We can't trust Google. We can't trust that which is out there. We, we find our bearings, what? In the Word of God. It's our true north. It's our compass. It's, our, it, it, it's that which directs a light unto our path. We find our direction. We find our bearings from His Word. It's so important that we understand that as believers... And I did a message a couple of 
weeks ago talking about bearings because I wanted us to get ours as a church, especially in all the crazy alleyways of life at the moment where we can easily get lost. And if you weren't there, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. And um, uh, even if you're thinking about becoming a part of the church, it'd be good to uh, listen to it. But we, we, we really just ask the question, why are we here as Connect Church? What's our purpose? What's our vision? What's our uh, mission? And we saw we didn't, don't invent our purpose. We, we simply identify it and so on. We find that in the great commandments and the great commission that we, we, we get our, our, our purpose from, uh, from that. So our purpose here at Connect Church, of course, we said is to love God and love, love people. Our vision is to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. And this is where, for me, in the last service anyway, I, I, I mean, I started. And, and just, again, to remind us of why do we want to connect people to Jesus? Why are we doing that? Because, friends, I want to tell you, we don't just want to do churchianity. Thank you for the one person. <laughs> we don't want to do churchianity. We follow Christ. We follow Christ. We want to, we want to connect people to Jesus. Why? Why do we want to connect people to Jesus? Why is that so important? Because, because we know and because I know that if we can connect people to Christ. If we can connect people to the resurrected Christ of Scripture. I'm not talking about some re religious thing or some, but, but if we can actually connect people to, to the resurrected Christ of Scripture, we know Jesus can change everything. How, how, how do we know that? How do, how do I know that. I know it because he changed me. And this is what just messed me up. Again, because, you know, when we, when we, there's a part of me that just knows that, that unless people, people find Christ, their eternity is at stake. It's not just about doing church and coming to Coming to services, we, 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 I, I know that when I re received Christ, and you've got to understand from my, my background, and I, I know many of you have heard my, uh, my story, but for me as a drug addict many years ago coming into, and this is why for me church is so important. This is why for me gatherings like this are so, so important because it was in a gathering like this that I found Christ. It was in a gathering like this that my life changed as a drug addict, completely uh, messed up on the dole, doing nothing, getting wasted every, uh, every day. Somebody turned up, somebody who was part of a congregation, just like this. In fact, it, it, from this very congregation, when it was uh, birthed in its beginning, came over and walked onto my property. I was wasted. It was in the middle of the afternoon. I was completely wasted and out of it. And this person came over and said, hey, would you like to come for dinner? at my house, or sorry, lunch at my house, and I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I was kind of out of it. I had the munchies. I wanted to go and, and, and do that, and so I, I, I went to, to that house, and I knew there was something different about these people. There was something there that, 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 that the Christ in them, the hope of glory that, that sort of attracted me and was, was like a, a pull. I could feel the pull and call of God, 
And they said, why don't you come to a meeting with us? Why don't you come to a, 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 a meeting? It's just going to be a little uh, a concert thing. It was called Jews for Jesus. It was at Kapiti Christian Center, which was where this church was birthed out of. And so, so they, they were like, why don't you come? And so I, I remember going to that meeting, and that night my whole life changed. That night I didn't understand the gospel. I didn't understand what what. what Christ had done. I didn't understand it, but all I knew is that in the middle of the meeting, that when the preacher stood up and said, do you need to get right with God today? Do you need to give your life to Christ today? I knew that God was, it was almost like the Holy God, like a hook had gone into my heart and I had to stand up and say, yes, I need to get right with him today. And, and, and I, know, I know my life changed in that moment. It changed in that moment. I, I think I've, I've told you, I came home and 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 I, you know, I, I used to smoke heaps, and so so I, the first thing I did is I came home. I was like, "Wow, that was powerful. That was thing." And I rolled up a cigarette and was like, looking up into the sky. And I felt God say, "You to stop smoking." And I was just like, "Whoa, what, where did that come from?" I mean, it was just like freaked it freaked me right out. And that was the end of my smoke. I wish it was that easy for everybody, Amen. But 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 it, God changed me. He began to change me from the inside out. Overnight, my life changed. And what did Christ do? He began to calm my chaos. My life was a mess. He brought peace to my problems. He took my mess and made it a message. The tests that I walked through and made it a testimony. I'm not saying that when I became a Christian, my life became easier. I'm not saying, in fact, in many ways, it became more difficult. In many ways, it became, because I, I, I mean, we, we, it's so easy to float downstream. It's way harder to go upstream against the tide of things. So in many ways, my life became more difficult. It wasn't for me about finding happiness. It was about finding truth. It was about the fact that I met the truth, the way, that he's the, and the life. And what he did in me on that day changed me forever. And so my heart is anything that we do here today is not just to fill a building or to uh, uh, put bottoms on seats or, or things. is because I know that if Christ, if you have an encounter with Christ, and I don't know everybody's situation. And here in the last service, because I was weeping a bit, a guy who I'd never met before, Dave, came up and gave me a hug. So I, I don't know who Dave is. So I don't know everybody who's here. But I do want to ask you today, do you know this Christ I'm talking about? Do you know this Jesus I'm talking about? Because I know if we would follow him, if we we would give our life fully to him. I'm not just talking about just yeah, giving a mental assent. I'm saying a literal submission of our life to him. He will change us forever. He will change you forever for the better. This is what the gospel of Jesus does. So Roland Hill, who was an educator and a Social reformer, this is what he said the gospel does. He says, the gospel makes husbands better husbands. I'm talking about the gospel applied. It's not just, uh, I'm just saying, saying, this is the gospel applied to our lives. If we take and follow and be obedient to his word, he says, the gospel makes husbands better husbands, wives better wives, parents better parents, masters better masters, servants better servants. In a word, I would not give a farthing for that man's faith whose cat and dog were not better for it. Come on. 
Every part of our life will change. He changed. When I gave my life to Christ, he changed everything. He changed how, how I did life, how I, how I did relationships, how I did money, how I did, uh, 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 how, what motivated me, what drove me. He changed all of those things from the inside, inside out. And so Jesus changes lives. I know that. And so when we talk about in this church wanting to connect people to Jesus, if you ask what's our vision, we want to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. I know, I know that if we can do that, it helps change lives for the better. In fact, it helps change lives for eternity. Because that's what it did for me. It changed my direction and my destiny. It changed my direction, my destiny, and my destination. Where I was going, if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Not just of him, do you know him? Jesus said, many will call on my name. Many. And he'll say, I never knew you. Do you know him today? Not just of him, not just about him. Do you know him today? Because it would be my privilege and my honor to lead you in a prayer that says yes to Christ. Or, or maybe you're in a place where it's just, I, I'm just, I'm doing the Christian thing, I'm, I, 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 but I'm not living the Christian life. I know, I, 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 I know the book, but I don't know the author. I know, I, I know what's going on, but, but I, I'm living a life and it's, it's, Maybe you're faking it till you're making it and whatever. And here's the thing. We can do that for a season. But I want to tell you, I, 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 just, try, just being honest, and I'm not trying to insult anyone or uh, upset anyone. I, I'm just saying I, I believe at this season in the church we need to get real. We need to, 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 to not muck around. We need to not stop fooling around. We need to stop. We need to be people who, who, who are truly wholehearted followers of Christ. Disciples, ones who, who will give our, our all to him. Are willing to say, God, I surrender. I surrender. Because I know, friend, friend I, I, if we would connect our lives in that way, I know we'll change our community, we'll change our workplace, we'll change, our, uh, we'll, we'll change everywhere that we go because something on the inside, he lives on the inside of us and he's beginning to work. And so that's why, for, for me, this isn't about doing religion every Sunday. This is, this is about gathering. This is the place where you get equipped. This is the place. That, that's why I think it's so important. I thank God that every Sunday you guys turn up. Not because I need you to turn up, because I know it'll do us good if we turn up. I know it'll do us good. I, I love online. I love all of that. I think it's so important. It's so useful, like, like, like during when we're all locked down and locked up and, and, and we're in our bubbles and all that kind of thing. You, you know bubbles are going to cause trauma now. Bubbles just aren't what they used to be, right? I mean, it's just like, bubbles mean a whole different thing. Now, but, but, but there's, there's like trauma associated with, 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 with bubbles. But, 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 but again, I, I, I love the fact that we can do online. I love the fact that we can, uh, uh, if, if you're sick and you can't come. Last week I was not well, and so I was able to, to be at home and watch online. I love the fact that we, 
can do that. My, my dad's able to watch online. He's, he's not been well, as you know. And so I love the, we've got elderly people in the church. But I tell you what, if you're well and able, you should be in church. And I thank God every Sunday you turn up because you understand the, the, re, the importance of gathering together. Because it's, it's not about just, just hanging out on Sunday. We, 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 we get filled on Sunday so we can be on fire on Monday. Come on, somebody. We, we, it says so to equip us and fill us with that which, which we need. Because as much as I lo- love online, here, here's, here, here's I'm, again, not meaning to offend anybody or, or what I just think, but, but we can't serve from a sofa. There's something about being together in the house of God. We can't, we, we, we cannot serve from a sofa. We, we, as Christians, we're not called to watch, we're called to engage. We're called to, to contribute, not just consume. The church needs us and we need the church. And there's something that happens when we gather together. And I know that because of what Christ has done in my life, when people come in a room like this, it sets us up. This is a place to be equipped where we can make a difference, not just on Sunday, but on our Mondays and our Tuesdays and our Wednesdays and whatever sphere. There are so many different spheres of life that people are involved in here, whether it's business, whether it's government, whether it's uh, 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 your employers or whether you're running things that are uh, helping people. We have people in every sector of uh, society, and my desire is that we get fueled up on Sunday, that we can be on fire and our professions on Monday. And so we want to connect people to Jesus because we know when, when, when people are truly connected to the God of the Bible, lives, lives change. And again, it's not about dragging people in. It's not about, about forcing people to come in. The Bible says in Acts chapter 242, the disciples devoted themselves. It's about us going, man, we understand the important of this, they devoted themselves to the teaching, the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Day by day, it tells us they were attending temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. And it goes on to say the church grew daily, those who were being saved. This was the pattern. That's why we should not forsake the meeting of ourselves together. You know, we're, I, I, I think the church is under a place of, really nationally with, with so much going on, how many understand we have an enemy, right? Yeah. We, we do. I mean, the world can mock it, the world can, Make fun of it. The cross is foolishness to the world. They, 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 they see it as meaningless and un, unimportant. But we need to understand that the church is a work of God. In New Testament scholar William Hendrickson said, Never futile is the work of the church, for it is a product not of the mind of man, but of the sovereign grace of God. So we've got to understand we are in a spiritual battle in these days. There's a spiritual battle going on for the hearts and minds 
of men and women, an ideological battle that's going on for the hearts and minds of men. I think society and culture is telling, t- telling us like, like the serpent in the garden, did God really say, did God really say, did God really say? And that's why it's important for us to get our bearings from the word of God. Can I hear an amen? Uh, regardless of what the way, because the enemy's gonna be saying, did God really did say? And we've got to understand that we, we do have a, a, an enemy who opposes the work of God. Our struggle, you know it, is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of dark, uh, uh, power of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so that's why it's important that we stay focused. That's why it's important that we, we get and maintain our, our bearings and keep on target. Not to allow the enemy of our souls to get us distressed or depressed, discouraged or distracted. No, the church in New Zealand has been chilling for a long time. Now it's getting a grilling. But it's a wake-up call. 18th century theologian and clergyman, William Swan Plumer. I love these, these old preachers. He said this, listen. It's powerful. He said, the calm which puts us to sleep may be more fatal than the storm which keeps us wide awake. The calm which puts us to sleep may be more fatal than the storm which keeps us wide awake. I'm just saying, church, it's time to wake up. There's work to be done. There's a call to be heeded. And that's why I'm encouraging you today to stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Oh, there's a lot coming against you. There's a lot coming. There's a lot coming, coming for you. But I, I, I want to tell you, let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. Paul said, my dear brothers and sisters, the context of this is the resurrection of the body, the resurrection of Christ. The resurre- He's like, in light of the resurrection power of God, where something was dead and now it is alive. I want to tell you, you might have situations that are dead right now, but I want to tell you we have a resurrection God who was able to bring to life even that. Come on, if we're going to praise him, let's praise him. It's his resurrection power. It's his resurrection life over us. And that's why he's saying, therefore, because of that resurrection, because of that power, because of that ability of God to take that which is dead and bring it to life, he said, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully. AJ, you can come. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know, and maybe you don't know, but now you do know, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You understand whatever you do, not just for church, but I'm talking about in your life, not just on your Sunday, but on your Monday. Whatever you do for the Lord is not in vain. When you, when, when you do that, I heard a story in my devotional uh, this week. And, uh, the, the guy who writes, Nicky Gumbel, who does Alpha and his devotion, he spoke about this lady who came to church for the first time. And um, as she came in, the, the greeter at the door said, hi, what's your name? And they said, the lady said, my name's Barbara. They said, well, welcome, Barbara. And Barbara goes in the next week. Barbara turns up, and as she walks into the auditorium, the same lady's on the door. She goes, hi, Barbara, how are you? Barbara, who had never been to church before, apart from that previous week, was so impacted that someone would remember her name. That for the next 47 years till she was over the age of 100, she attended that 
She attended that church, served in that church. Now, who knows if the door greeter ever really knew the significance of Hello, Barbara. It's not that you have to do a lot. It's that we do something and that we just realize, friends, I, I want you to never underestimate the work of God. And it's not just for Sundays. It's also for your Mondays. Never underestimate the word or prayer or the, the, the way you can have an influence into people's life because of Christ, because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. He's at work in you. And so stand firm. There's a lot coming against the people of God in these days. But stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It's not in vain. When you invest your life into the work of God, not just here, but, but in, in general, it's not in vain. I think of all that different ones do here, like I've said, in different areas. I think of Murray, who was in the last service, who runs the Wellington City Mission and the amount of people that they help and feed and doing the different ones who are in different levels of government and stuff who are part of the church. I think of Peter and Mary and what they do at Tanikau and the businesses that are, that are employing people here and seeing people's lives changed. That's why we want to connect people to Jesus. That's why we want to help people find their purpose. That's why we devote ourselves I love what Augustine said. He said, God finds pleasure in us when we find pleasure in Him. May we find pleasure in serving Him. You know, the church has many faults. I mean, this church, definitely. But I'm talking about the church worldwide. The church has many faults. Someone said the church has many critics, but few rivals. E. Stanley Jones, the author and missionary, he said, I know the church has its stupidities and irrelevancies, but I love my mother in spite of her weaknesses and wrinkles. Come on. The church has many critics, but few rivals. And so stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. It might just be a hello on the door to someone. Hello, Barbara. They could change somebody's life forever. But always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I pray we're getting our bearings. Let's get our bearings. Would you stand and let me pronounce this blessing over you. From Hebrews 13, verse 20, it says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with every good thing, with every good thing to do his will. And may he accomplish in us 
what is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory forever and ever. And everybody said, Amen.